Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. And I am the other one of your hosts, Honey Bee. We are two best friends making our way through the history of kaiju movies. We started in 1933 with King Kong and now we're up to 2001 and Tremors 3. <laughs> Uh, let's see. It is directed by Brent Maddock. It is 104 minutes. I don't see a budget or a box office. It was direct to video, so there wouldn't be a box office, strictly speaking, but there would be sales. Honeybee, what are your initial thoughts on Tremors 3? Um, well... Oh, man. I will say that there were definitely some parts that made me laugh out loud, but it's one of those movies that is just... I enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. But sometimes the, like, overacting, it's just so campy, and the acting is just like, I'm acting! (laughs) And, um, so I, I did, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, because I remember watching this, you know, years and years and years ago and not liking it very much. And then watching it now, I did like it more than I remembered liking it before. Um, and there were some one-liners that really got me. There were a few that really just made me like have an outburst of laughter So I did definitely have fun watching this movie, but it also is just kind of annoying, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) This is the movie where the series really turns into the Burt Gummer show. Yeah, for sure. He is now the star, and our other two stars are, are gone. Well, Kevin Bacon's been gone, and uh, Fred Ward is now gone. We won't see him again. We almost saw Kevin Bacon again because they made a pilot for a new series with him, but it did not get picked up. I was actually just watching the trailer to that, and it seems to be one of those semi-reboots where they ignore the sequels. Oh, really? Yeah, because it says in there's like some text in the beginning, you know, talking about Mm. uh, this this town was attacked by these giant worms and then it says and they were never seen again until now (laughs) and i'm like well okay way to say fuck you to the rest of the franchise yeah 
Yeah. So, but we've been seeing a lot of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a look at our cast. Michael Gross as Burt Gummer. Sean Christian as Jack Sawyer, our new dumbass. Yeah, our new goofball. <laughs> Susan Chung as Jody Chang. Charlotte Stewart as Nancy Sterngood. Ariana Richards as Mindy Sterngood. Tony Gennario as Miguel. Barry Livingston as Dr. Andrew Merlis. John Pappas as Agent Charlie Rusk. Robert Jane as Melvin Plug. Billy Reich as Buford. Tom Everett as Agent Frank Statler. And Mary Gross as a tourist mom. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Gross is Michael's sister in real life. So I think that's why it was really just a cameo. But they, uh, you know, they pointed out on Wikipedia because she's Mary Gross. She was on Saturday Night Live years and years ago. Oh, okay. So we have four returning characters. Bert, Nancy and Mindy Sterngood. No, five. Miguel and Melvin, all returning from the first movie. And one of them does not make it all the way through the movie. Uh. Tragically. Tragically, it's so sad because he's so great. I love you. Shout out, Miguel. We love you, Miguel. <laughs> Justice for Miguel. Just. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I kind of also just like while we're here kind of um, hated how angsty Mindy was in this movie. I'm okay. like, why is she so angsty and just like, I get it, but I don't know. I just feel like the acting in this, it kind of reminds me of, did you ever see that show? Um, there's like many like it too, but it was called like Zoom. It's like early 2000s and it's like a kid's show where it's like, come on and do this craft with us. We're doing cool things. We're kids. We do funny <laughs> things. Ha 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 ha. You know, like that sort of thing. I saw Zoom back in the 70s. I guess they brought it back in the 2000s. Oh, yeah, yeah. In like the late zoom, 90s, early 2000s. Zoom, zoom. We're gonna zoom, 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 zoom. Did they have yes. the same song? Yes, yes. Zoom, exactly. zoom, 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 zoom. Not knowing someday that Zooming would become a different thing. so if you want to see it coming out of your tv type it up write it down and ship it off to zoom (laughs) anyways (laughs) so yeah it's kind of like the acting in that where it's like what's that there used to be a song about the address address to write to to send a self-addressed stamped envelope to zoom Uh, Okay, so but yeah, that's kind of what it reminds me of, like the acting. It's just like, hello, hi, <laughs> we're acting. I, this is acting. Yeah. We're having a great time. I did not know. And that's that. kind of like what the. <laughs> it did not hit me that way, what? but it didn't hit me that way. The <laughs> acting, but now Mindy was in. Well, that's good. Uh, Ariana Mindy was in Jurassic Park, the first one. 
We kind of skipped over those. Maybe we'll do those for uh, patrons. I love those movies. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Let's let's get into the movie here. We got a summary from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Oh, uh, I also looked up a kill count because that's something we haven't been doing lately. Five hmm. humans. Now, according to this kill wiki here, 71 shriekers in... Uh, the first Damn. five minutes. That's in the scene in the in the beginning when he opens up with a big machine gun, and then, oh, okay, and then nine various uh, tremors things, two graboids, uh, f- and seven ass blasters. <laughs> so seventy one. Now I, <laughs> the website to this movie is still up, and in a section Fuck of website. Yeah. It claims that he killed over a hundred shriekers in that opening scene, but uh, maybe this is how many the guy could actually count on screen. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into this summary from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Adventurer Bert Gummer <laughs> returns to his hometown <laughs> is that what we're of perfection. Him? I guess so. So it starts off with him uh, on location. Wiping out a whole bunch of shriekers with a big ass machine gun in like, like somewhere like El Salvador or yeah. something. Yeah, I th- maybe he's doing uh, what do you call it? Mop up work from the second movie. I don't know. Uh, but it's like a big mounted machine gun, not a you know, not one you hold and carry around with you. Uh, anyway, he returns to Perfection, Nevada after a hunt for shriekers in oh, it says right here Chaco, Argentina. Oh, okay. Since the original Graboid attacks, the town's preventative equipment for tracking Graboid activities has fallen into disrepair due to the neglect of native residents Miguel, Nancy Sterngood, and her daughter Mindy. Here's another example of Bert's um, civic-mindedness. Bert is like a wacko survivalist, but he is not an, what do you call it, a rugged individualist? per se in that he is very much about the community uh, yeah. which i which i really ap- appreciate yeah same and he's trying to get everybody to maintain their part in the community and they've been slacking off and they will pay for it <laughs> <laughs> walter chang's market has been taken over by his niece, niece jody and the town has gained a new resident jack who creates mock attack tours for visiting tourists so what he does is he takes tourists out in a little jeep kind of thing, and then his uh, accomplice hides behind a row of shrubbery with a fire extinguisher and blasts it up in the air, making people think that there is a graboid burrowing through the ground just out of sight. And then he pretends like he can't get his jeep started <laughs> to build the tension. And then he takes off and then he parks it nearby in a safe spot and says, we're going to have to wait here for a while. And while we're waiting, who would like to buy some beer or some water or some snacks? Some Graboid grape pop. Yeah. (laughs) How did you feel about Jack um, in comparison to our other goofballs? Because I know like the last one, you were like, boo. He's another dumb, hunky asshole. Dumbass. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I I think that I, I did like him. 
I like them all. Like, I kind of just like this character more than you do, I think. But I did like Jack. I, I did like him a lot. Um, he's just he's, so goofy and so like, oh, the universe provides. <laughs> uh. Uh, one afternoon during one of Jack's tours, his assistant Buford is eaten by an actual graboid. So we see him successfully pull this off no. the first time. Then we see him go out and do it a second time and a real graboid shows up. And yeah, chomps on Buford. <laughs> his legs sticking out. And Poor Buford. Oh, we also established uh, that Mindy seems to have a crush on Jack and is hanging out with Buford talking about him. Uh, I guess she's just waiting for the tour to be done. It's not really clear why she's there other than to, I mean, she's just, she's hanging around to be around Jack, but not in the truck (laughs) behind the shrubs with Buford. Yeah, I think it's because, like, right before that, we kind of see this scene where he's, like, watching her hang up laundry. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, hey, quit quit drooling over this girl and go do what the fuck you're supposed to do. Right. And then I, like, he leaves, but then Buford and Mindy are there, and he's like, hey, so what are you doing? So I think Buford kind of, like, invites her, thinking, okay. oh, I could, like, you know, get with this chick. And then she's like, oh, Jack, swoon. And he's like, well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh, he's so mysterious. He seems so sad. I can... No, he doesn't. <laughs> he must be heartbroken. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck are we talking about here? He's totally projecting. He's not any of those things. Uh, Jack, yeah. Mindy, and Jack's customers manage to escape to warn the town. And Bert determines that there are three Graboids in the area. The residents begin to take action to kill the Graboids, but they are stopped by government agents Charlie Rusk and Frank Statler and a paleontologist, Dr. Andrew Merlis, who claims the the Graboids are an endangered species, preventing the humans from hunting them. I kind of like this part where the government's like coming in and they're like, you can't do this. And the guy's like, you can't hunt these. Don't you know there's public outrage? And they're like, what public? Like, we're (laughs) we live here. Like, we're the public in this small town. I was like, yeah. You tell them. You tell those government dudes. I mean, they're not completely <laughs> wrong. They are a previously unknown species that, well, they might be endangered. But on the other hand, when they get going, they reproduce pretty quickly. <laughs> so maybe we need to keep their numbers down. When they down. get going. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, the the emerging, the slowly emerging life cycle of the Graboids is weird very weird so anyway uh let's see he uh, jack manages to reach an agreement with the agents that if they capture one live graboid bert and the residents will be allowed to kill the remaining two bert grudgingly agrees and he and jack set out to trap a graboid while the agents go after another um of their own accord melvin plug a fellow survivor from the original attacks approaches bert in the hopes of buying his land and developing it into a town. Yes, they. Uh, we found out earlier some company is trying to buy up everybody's property and, and sell them as ranchettes. Uh, this is a stupid idea, though. After he refuses, a Graboid attacks and swallows Bert whole. Jack lures the Graboid to Bert's home, 
having it fatally collide. Well, they're leaving stuff out here. Bert is still alive, and Jack can hear that he's still alive, and and Bert tells him what to do. Bert has recently put in a concrete yeah. underground. Well, because he kind wall. of he kind of um when the graboid is trying to grab him, he like there's a barrel like a big like a. 55 gallon like drum barrel in between them which is how he survives because he kind of gets shoved in this barrel so the graboid get, eats the barrel and him and so he's not necessarily he's i guess at this part is this is this is so silly and it's really <laughs> just like it's impressive for like the movie you know as far as like if you're really in this movie and you're like you know of course, Bert is going to survive, but they do give you this moment where Bert has been swallowed in the drum, but by the graboid, and there's like this sad music that plays. Yeah, and I was like, "No way, no way!" And then you know we hear him on the walkie-talkie, like, "Hey, do this, do the things," and um, but yeah, I was like, "Okay, this is <laughs> this is a little." It's it's funny and it's good for the movie, but it's just so silly. It's just yeah. so ridiculous. Uh, so Jack lures the graboid to Bert's home, having it fatally collide with the underground concrete barriers surrounding the building. He then uses a chainsaw to free Bert from its belly. Bert, <laughs> Bert Jack, Jody, and Miguel later find a badly wounded Merlis. He explains that he and the government agents were ambushed by shriekers from the graboid they were chasing before dying. While tracking the Shriekers, an albino graboid, later named El Blanco, meaning the white one in Spanish, traps them on rocks for the night. So, but the reason he's white is because he's graboid Moby Dick. <laughs> yeah, at one point, Bert even says, call me Ishmael. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Miguel deduces El Blanco can't produce Shriekers because it's infertile. Uh, because I, albinos, or because he he, oh Miguel had an albino. He had goat a goat. That was infernal, inf- yeah. Infernal, infertile. After drawing El Blanco away, they find that the shriekers have molted their skin, becoming winged creatures capable of jet-propelled flight. Miguel is killed by the creature. No, no, not Miguel. Not Miguel. Which then crashes on a metal fence, killing itself. Bert realizes that chemicals in their stomachs react explosively, enabling their flight. Finding them able to carry graboid eggs, they surmise that they evolved to spread them throughout, uh, spread them through flight. Jody dubs the new species Ass Blasters. What were the other two names she had? Butt Launchers uh, or something like that? First she calls them Blast Off. Blast yes, Offers. Yes, Blast Offers. And this, I can't remember the second and thing. I can't remember the other one, but at some point, Bert calls them uh, butt rockets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nancy and Mindy are attacked by an ass blaster in town and hide in a freezer while distracting it with food. Using a mattress as cover from the ass blaster's infrared vision, the group gets to Bert's house but are forced to flee when an ass blaster attempts to break in. Yeah, both Shriekers and Ass Blasters sense heat, but Graboids sense vibrations. Uh, to keep it from multiplying like its predecessors, Bert rigs his house and his stash of MREs to explode, 
killing it. However, it is only after that they learn from Nancy that ass blasters do not multiply but fall asleep after eating, as has happened to the one that attacked her and Nancy. <laughs> the group flees to a junkyard where they build a potato gun from everyday objects to ignite, ignite the combustible materials in the ass blaster's stomachs. After they kill four, Bert is attacked by El Blanco and pinned down. Realizing that Bert's ultrasonic watch is repeatedly drawing El Blanco to them, Jack takes it and sticks it to the final ass blaster. El Blanco devours it, <laughs> saving Bert and Jody's lives in the process. So Bert tells us early on that the um, Argentinian government, I think, gave him this super duper watch that automatically updates through uh, supersonic signals to the uh, atomic clock somewhere, wherever the big atomic clock is. Um, that's got to be a pretty strong signal, though. I, I'm not. I'm calling bullshit on that. In the aftermath, Nancy manages to sell the captive ass blaster, while Jack pursues a romantic relationship <laughs> with Jody, depressing Mindy, who had a crush on him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Melvin tries again to approach Bert about selling his land, but Bert informs him that since El Blanco is an endangered species and illegal to hunt, and formed a mutual unspoken friendship with Bert, did he? The residents have decided to take precautions in order to live safely alongside it, thus turning perfection into a federally protected graboid reserve and barring Melvin from developing a town. Bert then leaves Melvin standing on a rock with El Blanco's... Yeah, he just alive. leaves him there. I was <laughs> like, holy shit, that's kind of... Well, he, he never liked That's kind of rough even for Bert. Yeah, he always hated Melvin, though. <laughs> I don't think this plot point carries through to the series i haven't watched it yet i I think i watched the first episode but i forgot all about it but i'm pretty sure they're not living in a graboid preserve situation once the tv series starts. <laughs> and i don't think i'll block i don't think i'll block in it but we'll find out when when we come to that well there were three like one-liners in this movie that like made me like laugh out loud one of them is Miguel when the uh, government shows up and they're like, you can't hunt these. And Miguel just looks straight at this government official and says, that's my cattle, pendejo. I was like, <laughs> damn, get him, Miguel, get him. It was so funny. And then at one point, Bert, <laughs> Bert asked Jack, he says, he just looks at him, he says, do you keep your head up your ass for warmth? <laughs> And that made me laugh so hard. Oh, my gosh. And then there was another part. Oh, it's when um, I think it's right after they build. No, I think they're about to build the potato gun. And anyways, uh, Bert like sends off all these explosives. And the way that Jack says, holy shit, just <laughs> fucking took me out. It was so funny. Those were the three like moments of the movie that just I like had an actual out loud belly laugh because they were so funny. <laughs> um, and yeah, there was another part too where uh, where Bert, I can't remember what it is that he says to Jack, but it's just some like smart ass shit, and I just oh, it's just hilarious. <laughs> 
I do. I'm glad that Bert is kind of the main character at this point because he is so good at it. And I feel like going from the first movie when you're like married to Reba McIntyre to this movie where she's like left you, but you just doubled down and now you're like actually saving people is just, I feel like it's a really good like winning story arc for, <laughs> for Bert's crazy ass. <laughs> now, uh, my problem is with the, the Graboid life cycle. I, so graboids at some point will have shriekers burst out of them. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be part of their reproductive process. We think we don't actually know this. I don't, I'm not sure because um, maybe the shriekers are just parasites, but oh. they seem to think they're part of the development of graboids. And then Shriekers, they killed, in the first movie, they killed all the Shriekers before they could evolve. But also they hadn't had that idea yet. (laughs) Not evolve, but develop. So then a Shrieker will molt and become an ass blaster. But also, if you feed Shriekers, if you feed Shriekers, they will multiply. Mm -hmm. Which each of these would really kind of be, genetically speaking, a, a clone of the first one, I think, because there's no new genetic material being added from another shrieker, so they're just duplicates. What about what about when you when when an animal like splits? What kind? Do you know of what animal? I'm talking about? Like a worm, like a worm or something. Yeah. You know, like how they'll like split and then there's two of them. Um. Yeah. There's a few that can do that, but yeah, they're going to have the same genetic material. It's. I gonna, see. I see. Which which could, is, can be a problem in the long run. So then once they become ass blasters, then they can lay eggs. But we don't see anything about how the eggs are fertilized. And if they're not fertilized, then again, you're not getting any remixing and recombining of DNA. But why do they lay eggs if they can just reproduce by eating a lot? This doesn't make any sense to me. But... I don't think any biologists were consulted in the making of these movies. Yeah, and there is a point in the movie where she's like, it would biologically make sense for them to turn into these things now that they can fly so they can spread the eggs as far as I'm like, oh, does it? Does it make sense (laughs) biologically? (laughs) Thanks, Jody. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not crazy. I mean, the the thing is they want to just keep stirring things up to add a new element to the movie. Right. So that's the real reason because Definitely. there just needs to be a, a new threat. If it's just mm-hmm. uh, more graboids again, that'll get boring. So. Yeah. I think they did a good job though of keeping the, like with El Blanco, like being the albino graboid and like keeping him and then kind of taunting the dude at the end with him and, then the ass blasters like it is it's funny it's campy it's enjoyable it's just also kind of annoying <laughs> uh so any any other thoughts or is it time to rate the movie um let me think any other thoughts um i don't think so i was kind of annoyed with the Jack and Jody situation like them like trauma bonding and then like 
But then, like, towards the end, I thought it was kind of cute how they ended up together and, like, going on their little drive and how he ended up staying. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just think this is, like, a super silly movie. I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. I remember not liking it very much when I first watched it, probably in the early 2000s. Um, But I think that's also because I just loved the first one so much, and then I liked the second one, and this one kind of just strays so far away um, as far as, like, people and stuff. But I I did enjoy it. I I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, for sure. Did you enjoy it? Did you like the movie? Yeah, it's fun. It is fun. Yeah. How many stars are you going to give it? I'm going to give it three. It's, It's okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, um, I'm going to say it's like a 3.8. Like, it's not quite a 4. I don't know. Maybe it's a 4. It's a, it's a, it's a low 4, high 3 for me. I did enjoy <laughs> it. I had fun watching it. <laughs> it. I did have fun watching it, but uh, it's also just, it reminds me of, like, those movies that are so campy, which I love. Like, I'm very much a fan of those movies where they're just so stupid but they're funny. It's like a step back from that. And yeah, I, I, I thought it was fun to watch for sure. Well, folks, if you thought it was fun to watch, drop us a line, send us a message, record a voicemail. You can do all that on our website, mmftg.com. And if you want to support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash mmftg. Where we will have exclusive, do have exclusive members only episodes. Although there is one that uh, at some point soon I will be releasing to the general public for reasons. Just dropped a little hint here because we might do a follow up. <laughs> a follow up thing and it wouldn't be worth doing for only the patrons. You'll see. You'll see. Just keep an eye on on the show for that. Uh, But we are still making our way through the lyrics of Science Fiction Double Feature from Rocky Horror Picture Show. We will momentarily be recording our When Worlds Collide episode. So go to our Patreon and look for that coming soon. And if you become a patron, as long as we have a manageable number of patrons, you can also request a movie, almost any movie, request what we say because we reserve the right to say no and our standing offer is we will (laughs) never do twilight or its sequels unless we hit 100 patrons and uh then maybe like at 150 we'll do the second one and so on and so on uh but we will absolutely never do 50 shades of gray yeah Never. They're about to do that on how did this get made, so I might end up watching it so I can listen to that episode. Man, I I was working at this place and everyone was super obsessed with the books and I was like, finally talked into reading them. I read like, I think I finished the first one, but I was so freaking annoyed and just like, this is not, this is not no and then i like maybe picked up the second one and couldn't even finish it and everyone was like oh my god they're so good and like no no no, they're 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 not they're not so i don't think i've i don't think i've told this story on this show i was working at a bookstore when that 
book was first getting popular, but it hadn't actually come out yet. People kept coming in looking for mm. it because because Dum Dums were talking about it on TV. But oh. uh, that was the point when it was it was available in a digital format. Okay, but it had not and possibly in some kind of self published form, but it had not been picked up by the real publisher yet. It was about to be. So I, I look, I'm like, what is this thing? Everybody's talking about Because, you know, I go on my little computer. I'm like, no, I can't. I don't see that book listed at all. I can't order that. So I look it up. I find out what it is. And I acquired a digital copy. Acquired, I say. <laughs> and tried reading it. And it was just so poorly written. It wasn't the subject matter that I objected to. It was how badly the thing was written now i don't i know you know a professional editor got their hands on it at some point but i think the main things that i objected to were still there like (laughs) constantly using the term subconscious without understanding what the word means (laughs) that really that in particular i mean there was just a number of phrases that were overused just over and over again Mm. but that in particular really bugged me i'm like no if you know what your subconscious is saying because she would always say and my she had these two inner voices she called her her inner goddess and her subconscious and really what she meant was her self-doubt she had this the inner goddess was her um confident inner voice and her subconscious was her self-doubt inner voice but she would say my self-conscious was saying blah 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 and i'm like no if it's subconscious you don't know you're not aware of it you dumbass (laughs) (sighs) you dumbass do you keep your head up your ass for warmth (laughs) yeah exactly Oh, but God damn it, we're perilously close to discussing the, the we're already discussing the the book. We will not be discussing the movie ever. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you, lady. <laughs> I don't even remember her name. I'm not going to look it up. Fuck her. Oh, Judas Priest. And that girl's about to be in a new Marvel movie. Uh, Jesus. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today, folks. Sorry for that. Uh, join us next week when. What are we doing next week? Are we back to Godzilla already? No, it's not Godzilla. It's. Uh... Oh, it's Eight Legged Freaks. Oh, shit. Eight Legged Freaks is next week. Hell yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's streaming anywhere or not. I'll look it up later on that when we do it. Excuse me. When we do that episode. All right. So until then, I have been Precious D. And I have been Honey Bee. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Wee! You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Time go!